Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. friends. I just spent about 30 minutes trying to figure out why my microphone was suddenly making me sound like I was coming to you from the bottom of the ocean, but I think I have it figured out. If something sounds weird, please let me know. Please and thank you. It's Thursday. That means this is a mixed drinks episode where I talk about three things that are usually unrelated, but sometimes I can find the thread. <laughs> Let's see if that happens today. The three things are, number one, a book I just read that was amazing. Life-changing, I would say, actually. Number two, are the power of brands and why sometimes I don't like a brand that is supposed to be more prestigious. And lastly, I was talking a lot last week about vices and I have quit one of mine and I will tell you which one it was. All right. So number one, I just read a book and it's called Stolen Focus. I am forgetting the name of the author. It's Johan something. Stolen Focus is enough to get you the book. If I remember, I will link it in the show notes, but it was so good. It was so, so good. I have been able to stop thinking about it and it's a book about why we can't seem to focus as much as we used to and of course as you would probably expect it's a lot about the attention economy and your phone and social media and what I really liked about it though you should go read this book it was so good I have read a lot about the benefits and different ways to try to be on my phone less and like that's fine I guess but what I loved about this book is that it really looked at the issue of focus as a widespread and systemic issue and not as something that is just an individual failing. And the author explains this so much better than I am going to, but he compares it to other widespread systemic changes that we've seen in the world, such as the change to our lifestyles and food and the obesity epidemic and the changes, the systemic changes in our economy. It's led to an increase in poverty and an increase in wealth disparity. And then he talks about our inability to focus and how we're all hooked on our phones. And what I think is interesting is that he draws this conclusion that in all three of these cases, a lot of the rhetoric around it tries to put the onus on the individual. You wouldn't gain weight if you just had more self-control. You wouldn't be in poverty if you just worked harder. You wouldn't be so hooked on your phone if, if you just put in the effort, if you were just using it correctly, if you just turn off your notifications, if you just try not to look at your phone in the morning. And what that ignores is that there are these much more powerful forces at play. This isn't a direct quote from the book, but something like, okay, you're trying to use your phone less. And on the other side of the screen, there are a hundred engineers trying to get you to use your phone more. I just thought this book was absolutely fascinating. I completely loved it. I could not recommend it more. I cannot stop talking about it uh, online or in real life. And I just really recommend that you read it. One caveat... I was reading some reviews and a lot of people did not like the last few chapters of the book, which specifically focus on ADHD and children. And a lot of people took issue with his characterization of some of the reasons we might see increases in ADHD diagnoses. And I didn't have a strong opinion on it either way. I don't have ADHD as far as I know, and I don't have children as far as I know. So it didn't impact me that much. But again, some people had some really strong opinions. 
opinions about it. So I'm, I'm aware that I might be recommending a book that is maybe very controversial or even incorrect in the last few chapters. But the beginning, I liked a lot. It was great. <laughs> so I liked it. If you read it, let me know. Okay, thing number two, power of brands. So I was talking in Instagram stories this week about wanting to get a new car and how a friend of mine suggested to me, a friend of mine who knows a lot about cars said, hey, if you want to get an electric car, which I do, the two best electric cars you could get right now, one is a BMW and one is a Kia. And I want to tell you first that I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. If you drive a Kia or you drive a BMW and you love it, then that is fantastic. As an American, I feel entitled to my right to a strong brand affinity when it comes to my car. And what that means for me, and this is just the way, you know, this is just the effect that advertisements and commercials in the world has had on me. But I don't want to drive a Kia because in my mind, that's a super low-end budget car, even though I know they're really nice now. And in my mind, I don't want to drive a BMW because that says, hey, I have a lot of money and I want you to know that I have a lot of money. And neither of those things are what I want to communicate to the world. And yes, I know it's silly. And yes, I know that like no one cares what kind of car I drive because when I think about it, I can't even name the cars that most of the people I know drive. <laughs> like I really don't care. And I shouldn't care what other people on the road think about me. But I do think back, I ended up borrowing a friend's Lexus. I think if I remember correctly at the time, I drove a sedan and she had an SUV. The SUV happened to be a Lexus. And I, I think I wanted to go buy a piece of furniture at Ikea or something. And so I borrowed her car and ended up having it for a day or two before I returned it. And I felt self-conscious driving around in it. Like I remember specifically stopping for gas in a neighborhood. I'm not sure how to describe it. Um, a gas station in a neighborhood that was not high end, let's say. And I hopped out of this Lexus and I was wearing my Lululemon and I was like, oh no, I, I don't like what I'm saying to the world right now with the brands that I'm wearing. And so I've been thinking about that a lot this week and I want to make a logical decision when it comes to a car, but I just have all these really strong emotions about it and I don't know if it's worth it to try to fight those feelings or if it's better to just feel the feelings and let it be. And I was thinking a lot about purses too. I made a post on Instagram. I bought a purse. I've been wanting a new purse and a, a friend of mine had one that she was carrying that I just saw and absolutely loved and I was like what is that I wanted? And I was I so I ended up buying the same purse that she had. I never heard of the brand which I kind of liked because again I sometimes look at high-end brands of purses and to me they they sometimes say to the world I want you to think that I have money. Like I would feel just self-conscious to carry a, a Gucci purse or a Prada purse or a um, Chanel purse and they're really beautiful bags and they're of lovely quality and it's funny that I have this hang-up about it because again I couldn't probably describe to you purses of anyone that I know except of course my friend who's had this amazing yellow purse that I fell in love with and bought but don't really notice them that much in the world and I would assume that no one else would really notice that about me either and I certainly don't think when I see someone else like oh I just don't have a lot of opinions about people I guess based on the purse that they're carrying but I have these impressions based on brands and there's some brands I really like and I really like what they say I love Patagonia they're such a good company they're so focused on the environment and sustainability and I have a couple of jackets and other things from Patagonia and I feel really good when I wear them because I, I like what that says to the world and I think I own a number of things where I don't think about the brand at all like I have an iPhone and I <laughs> you know it's funny I remember being a little self-conscious about having an iPhone when I was younger because it felt like conspicuous consumption I think is the word I'm looking for conspicuous consumption 
or the two words I'm looking for. But now they're so default that like I just don't even think about it. Like I don't think anyone thinks anything like, about my phone. I don't think anyone cares if I have a new or an old phone. In any case, I've just been thinking a lot about brands and what they mean to us and what they say. And it's just interesting to me that it, it makes a lot of sense to me instinctively that you might not want to show a low-end brand. Like if a purse came with a Walmart logo on the side, it makes sense to me that maybe not everyone wants that. But it's funny to me, this idea that floats around in my head of like, well, I don't want people to think that I own something expensive. And that's probably something I need to unpack more. But I thought that was interesting. I'll think about it more. I think I have more to say on that. All right. And lastly, my friends, I was talking a lot about vices this last week or so, and everyone has their thing or multiple things. It's fine. Whether it's alcohol or weed or caffeine or sugar or trashy TV or whatever it is. And and those things aren't necessarily vices in and of themselves. In my mind, it only becomes a vice if it's not serving you. If it's something that you worry about, maybe you rely on it too much, or you think maybe it brings you some joy, but also maybe uh, brings you some downside as well. It's all, you know, it's the subjective stuff. But I got a couple requests to talk about something I mentioned, which is that I gave up caffeine. Some number, I don't remember how long ago, more than five years ago for sure, but I think less than 10 years ago. So it's been a while. And a couple of people asked for more detail, like, oh, well, how did you do it? And how did it feel? And it's not that interesting of a story. (laughs) I went on vacation and I was I went to Mexico for a week and I came back and I just felt kind of like I've been eating a lot of rich food and drinking a lot and not really moving my body very much. And so I could use a a refresh. I don't love the word term detox. It's problematic for some reasons that I I don't know. I can't go down that whole rabbit hole maybe next week, but I was feeling like I wanted to do a little bit of a reset and get back into some healthier habits. And I thought, okay, so for a week or two, I'm going to do no alcohol, fresh, healthy foods, and and no caffeine. And I'll be honest, uh, no caffeine is the only thing that stuck for like more than a couple days. But I stopped drinking caffeine and I was a pretty big caffeine drinker. I used to drink probably four or five cups a day. I had a machine just in my office that dispensed coffee on demand and I liked the way it tasted. And yeah, I still love the way coffee tastes and smells. I love decaf coffee. So I was a pretty heavy caffeine drinker. Stopped cold turkey. Definitely felt tired for a few days. I, I don't remember it being bad. It's definitely possible that time has softened that memory a bit because I know a lot of people who try to stop caffeine report feeling not so great. I did drink a lot of decaf coffee while I was switching off and you may or may not know this already, but decaf coffee does have a tiny little bit of caffeine in it. So I like to joke that I I microdose caffeine now. I really do think I feel it. I actually try not to drink decaf even in the afternoons. I try to just have one cup of decaf in the morning, maybe two. I know I'm a real wild child over here, but so, so, so decaf coffee can have anywhere from like 5 to 20% of the caffeine in a regular cup of coffee. And it's kind of hard to know when you buy decaf coffee. It's not labeled super well. You just kind of got to figure it out. But I have decaf coffee that I like and it works for me. So no big story. The transition, as far as I remember it, wasn't terrible. What I will say is I feel awesome. (laughs) Like not having caffeine is amazing. I wake up every morning. Just I just wake up. Like my eyes just open. I just wake up between 6 and 7 most mornings without 
without an alarm. I just get out of bed and I feel as awake as I want to feel pretty much right away. I don't get that two o'clock slump really. Sometimes like a little bit just if I have a big lunch or something and I feel a little tired afterwards. But it's really, I mean, I am evangelical about it. It feels so good. I absolutely love it. If you're thinking about giving up caffeine, I have had a great experience and I totally recommend it. I accidentally drank a full strength coffee. I just ordered a small cappuccino from the cafe around the corner and I forgot to order. I just forgot to check the button for decaf and I drank it and I realized pretty quickly I thought, oh no, <laughs> the TikTok sound. Oh no, 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 no. And I, I've got to tell you, I felt really good for like an hour. I was like, let's go for a walk. Let's clean the whole house. Let's do all the things. And then I felt really gross for the rest of the day. And it was so strange to me to remember that I used to have five of these a day. Like that felt so weird. But I mean, you do you. If you love caffeine and you have a great relationship with caffeine and it only enhances your life, then by all means, if you think that you might not want to have it though, I mean, I just recommend trying it. You really have to commit. I don't think, cut, I don't know if cutting back is a better way to do it. I just went, I just stopped cold turkey and it worked well for me, but I don't know. I guess it depends on how much you have maybe. I do think the key is having lots of decaf coffee and maybe decaf green tea or some other kind of decaf tea that you like. It's worth a shot though. It's, it's really, I am a big fan. Uh, I, I, all right. I got to stop myself because I could just go on here. So that's what I have for you today, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I truly so appreciate it. If you enjoyed the show, you could leave a review. That would be nice. You could take a screenshot of your phone, share that to the socials and like why you like the show. Um, or you could just keep listening and you don't have to do anything. I'm always asking you to do stuff and you already have enough to do. So just listening is amazing. Every single time I open the app and I see even like one or two new plays of the podcast, I get so excited. So thanks for being here. If you have thoughts, if you've read Stolen Focus, if you have thoughts about that issue being systemic, if you have car brand opinions, purse opinions, caffeine opinions, you know where to find me. I absolutely love getting messages. It's I've said this many times. It's a little bit strange to be in a room and talk to yourself. So it's nice when someone talks back. All right. It is late. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself. But, and just an idea, you could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought, you do you.